Welcome to West Virginia Beer Roads, a podcast all about beer from a West Virginia perspective. I'm Charles Bachway. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania sits right up the road from the West Virginia border, and the Pittsburgh local brewery scene has been one of the hottest in the country over the past five years. Today I'm pleased to have as my guest Alan Gore, co-founder and head brewer at Fermata Brewing in Ambridge, Pennsylvania. You may be wondering why I have a Alan from Pennsylvania on West Virginia Beer Roads. Well, Alan is a West Virginia native who's now making his home in Pennsylvania and doing great things at a new brewery up there. Hey, Charlie. Happy to be here, man. All right, so we got open March 29th of this year, and uh, I would say the, the 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 coolest thing that somebody can find here is there's a beer or a cocktail or a drink for everybody, and good vibes, and that 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 was our goal from day one, just to be that be that community that community hub and 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 uh, just just spread out good vibes. Yeah, so uh, we have 16 taps. Um, anywhere from 12 to 14 are our beers, and the other two taps, like we're trying to keep like a local, uh, a Pennsylvania cocktail or a Pennsylvania wine or a Pennsylvania cider. So, like I said before, like we wanted to try and have something for everyone here, and not everyone is a beer drinker, but if we can feature a local cidery or a local meadery or a winery, we we'd love, we want to do that. As far as specialization, you know, I think we're, uh, you know, we're we're still feeling that out. But some of the things that we took from, um, you know, I, our history with craft beer and and just beer in general is uh, rock beer and smoke beer. Um, you know, the hazies are a big thing and the sours are a big thing. And, you know, um, I, I, I don't know that we want to say, hey, we want to bring smoke beer back to, you know, or you know, make that the next big thing here. But, um, but yeah, we, we always want to have a smoke beer on tap. Um, so we've partnered with a, 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 co- a coffee shop that's right next door. So we always want to have some sort of coffee variety on tap as well. Um, but, then, but then, you know, the rest of it's just something for everybody. We're huge into like I I don't want to say like classic or traditional styles, but um, as you know now we we have an English bitter on tap. Um, there's an, an Irish stout on tap, and and maybe some of those things aren't too you know out there. But if you think of the trend of the haze craze and things like that, it's like we have one hazy on tap right now. So yeah. Yeah, so a lager we have a, which is also one of our our, our smoked offerings is uh, so we have a smoked Hellas Bach, and um, you know so it's my Bach. We we brought that out for May and and add a little smoke to it. And um, uh, the other lager that we have right now is uh, it, it's something I call practice beer. Uh, so for for years, uh, you know, somebody's like, hey, did you have any great beer over the weekend? And I was like, yeah, just a bunch of Miller Lights and stuff like that. You know, a practice beer. And so, so someone told me, "Hey, you should uh, you should make a beer and call it practice beer." And and so I did. It's a it's an American light lager, and um, but yeah, it's it's doing well, and it's uh, probably probably my favorite beer on tap right now.
<laughs> practice beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I alluded before. It's like we're we're you know you're you're getting her sea legs right now. We've been open for about two months, and um, you know the haze craze is I think all across the country. Um, so she, she got to meet that demand. And, but the Pittsburgh palate, you know, we're in Pittsburgh, but we're just outside of Pittsburgh and Ambridge. So we're, so we're able to do I think some some other styles and some of those more traditional styles that. Um, we can help develop palates of our customers. Um, so we that's working so far, but at the same time, we do realize there's a high demand for your, your West Coast Pale Ales, uh, your, your hazy IPAs, things like that. Um, and at the same time, the, the trend here, and, and I, I don't know much outside of this market, but the trend here is some of the lower ABV, you know, crispy, crispy stuff, right? Crispy boys is like some people are saying, but uh, um, so we plan on keeping to that uh, uh, aspect. You may have noticed like a lot of our beers are lower ABV beers, yeah, and thank you, thank you. Yeah, three and a half percent. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, I think part of it was there's always was a desire in anyone who's ever homebrewed to have their own brewery, and I've always been I think a little more level-headed than than some. I, I don't know. That sounds conceited, but. <laughs> but no, I, I was always scared and I was like, this just is way too much investment, way too much time, way too much, whatever. Right. And, um, so I got together, uh, you know, the pandemic came along. I'd been home brewing for, you know, in my garage for 20, 20 years and up here, probably 10 years, actually. Um, you know, the pandemic hits and none of us have anything to do. So we started brewing probably every week in the garage and some you know we had some other friends that aren't around right now they're they're here in pittsburgh but we're just brewing with us and just like hey you you guys you got to do something with this and i was like nah man that, that's no fun like i just just want to brew in my garage yeah. and uh and you know you got some other people involved and i guess long story short they drug me kicking and screaming into into doing this and uh and, in, you know, if we were going to do it, there were certain things and certain ways that we wanted to do it and make sure that we were a big part of the community and make sure that the space was right. And, uh, you know, number one, you got to have great beer. There are dozens of places in the Pittsburgh area you can go have a great beer. And if you don't have great beer, you can't do it. And so the pressure's on, right? You know, I, I felt like I could make pretty good beer in the garage. Um but, you know, you give me the keys to the system we have now, and uh, I not only was it a challenge, it was more of a I know I can do this kind of deal, you know. And, uh, again, maybe sounds conceited, but I had a lot of help. I know a lot of breweries, uh, brewers in the area. 
we actually hired a consultant to get us going with, you know, the the uh, the new system and teach me the ins and outs and things like that. So I, I wasn't stupid enough to think I could, you know, handle everything myself. But yeah. well, I know you are one of four partners in this business. Yeah, yeah. So just take me through quickly your other part, your other three partners, and what their role is, and how you guys split up the work. Yeah. So so there's me. Obviously, um, I'm the head brewer. Uh, I have two folks that are helping me in the back, uh, so two assistant brewers, and I couldn't do what I do without them. Um, as I'll just stop with not talking about the partners yet, but the group of employees that we've assembled are—it's an amazing team. They're 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 outstanding, and we couldn't do what we do without them. Um, but but. You know, so so there's me and there's Chris, Chris Bendick. Um, he and I have been friends for about seven years, and we actually work day jobs together. And when the pandemic hit, that's you know he was one of those folks in the garage. Um, you know Jared, Jared Tuck. Uh, Jared and I have been friends for twenty plus years, and have been homebrewing in that garage here up here for t- about eleven years. Um, Jared's Jared's role is uh, he takes care of all the event scheduling. So we have live music uh, about four days a week, four nights a week. Yeah, right, right in his wheelhouse. Right, he he he's a he, he does an excellent job at that. He he schedules our food trucks. He uh, he keeps up our, our our social media. There's a number of things Jared does that uh, is integral to to our success. And then, um, so, so Chris Bendick, uh, backing up to him, Chris's role here, uh, he's, he's basically our manager. Um, he, he does kind of the day-to-day, the scheduling of our, uh, you know, our, 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 our staff, um, you know, make sure the money's right and, and, and the whole nine yards. And, um, and then there's Rob Smoker. Rob Smoker is a colonel in the Air Force, and he, he and Jared have been friends for, uh, since childhood. And um, basically, um, you know, was one of those people who ended up being in the garage a lot, too. So that's the four guys. Yeah. Thank you, Charles. It's good to be here. Yeah, actually, and factually, that was the first time we spent any appreciable time together. I think we met in Rich's garage about two months prior. That's true, yeah. We a homebrewing session. Yes, that's yep. right. That's right. Sure, sure. My background, I mean, I was, I was born and raised southeast of Pittsburgh, uh, which is sort of the upper reaches of Appalachia. And uh, went to school at WVU, and I met Alan some, geez, now 25-ish more years ago, something like that, through a mutual friend. And, you know, we've known each other and been friends ever since. And, uh, you know, of course, we, we both loved to consume beer, and then we, we parlayed that, thanks to, to you and Rich and others, you know, into learning how to actually make the stuff. And boy, you know, that's been quite an adventure. And uh, we brought that from West Virginia back up to Pennsylvania, and, and here we are.
Well, that was a game changer for both of us, I think. I mean, yeah, 100%. You know, you know, we we knew what we knew from living here in the States, and it was an entirely eye-opening experience to, you know, drink beers that have been around for hundreds and hundreds of years that have been mastered by really talented brewers and have been passed down generation to generation. In fact, I tell this story pretty frequently that you know when we went to Bomberg and discovered the beauty of Rauchbier Alan and I after we closed down the pub Mm -hmm. went back to the hotel and as luck would have it there's a vending machine on the sidewalk outside of the hotel and we emptied that thing overnight full of Schlenkerla yes Yeah, we can't behave ourselves here in the states, but over there it's a different vibe, and it's yeah. But no, I I did I just want to capitalize on what he's saying, man. Like that, it definitely was a game changer, and we were introduced to. All right, you read about Hellas, and you read about read about Keller beer, and you read about uh, rock beer, and 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 just all those different styles, but you've never really had one. You know, like you have a good you. Probably what you think is a good example for an American brewer, and yeah, they're they're great beers. Not not saying that, but you know, as a home brewer, you're brewing these porters and you're brewing these, you know, you know, all these different styles, and you're like, I don't really have anything to compare this to. But when you go over there, like you can taste the the grass, you can taste the grains, you can taste the hops. It's just fresh, and it's uh, it was it was amazing. It was it was it was amazing. And so one of the, that's why I said you you asked earlier what one of the things do you do you want to um, you know what, what do we specialize in? And it's more of like I don't know that we're specializing in it, but um, we want to bring some smoke beer back, man. We want to bring it. I don't know that it's not not bring it back, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that we actually specialize in yeah. anything, but I think what we definitely want to try to do here is to honor the traditional styles um you know a lot of a lot of breweries you go in and you'll have a maybe a lager or two and a series of ipas and sours to choose from and that's great because they do those very well but at the same time we really just because of our love of all of those great old traditional beers we want to make sure that we get some of those on tap I mean, maybe it's selfish in some ways that we're doing that, you know, because we want to enjoy them ourselves. But at the same time, it, it, it's an opportunity for people who maybe have never had some of those styles to dip their toe into that water. Right. We, um, well, something I did, another thing that that trip spawned for me was just education. Um, Seek out all you can find, taste different things, eat different things with that, with that beer, you know, like, and that, it, that, yeah, you've, you've got to go experience it because how do you know what you made is that? And you know what? It, it, in some cases, too, I don't know how, that that matters too much. 
I don't know that you can call it like that particular style, but if it's a great beer, it's a great beer, right? Yeah. 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 Right. And, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. We, we'll do that, too. Um, we haven't put Fruity Pebbles in a beer yet, and I don't know that I'm ever going to do that. Um, I'm never going to say never, though. <laughs> uh, I would. Lactose is not something we're into. I still kind of refuse to do that, but. I, it has its place, right? Like, just because it's not my jam doesn't mean that another brewery can't do it and do it well and people can't enjoy it. I, I'm all for that. I'm all for experimentation and I'm all for, hey, man, like, put whatever you want in that beer. If people like it, 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 it's fine. Yeah, and that's a lot of fun to experiment and do new things. I mean, you know, sometimes we'll, we'll do a batch and we'll split it up and treat it two different ways you know just to see what kind of fun we can have with it and we've we've gotten some good results with that and then, and ironically it does turn out to be some of our really popular beer you know you know just oh let's just throw this in and see how it goes yeah and everybody just gobbles it up Well, we knew that we, just given the simple oversaturation of the Pittsburgh market, we really wanted to not be in the city proper if we could help it. Um, we thought that, you know, some of the surrounding communities and suburbs were, were somewhat of underserved markets. So we sort of tailored our focus there, you know, and we didn't have a target spot in mind. Uh, you know, it was kind of looking for real estate anywhere and everywhere. And, and the, the fun thing is that Ambridge picked us. We didn't pick Ambridge. Uh, it was just serendipity at its finest that two of our partners came out to look at a building that was for sale. It wasn't the right fit for us. And they stopped at the coffee shop here on Merchant Street after that and uh, ran into Jim Joseph, who owns this building. And he said, I have a spot that you might be interested in looking at <laughs> and the rest was history. That was it, you know, and it was just pure luck that those paths crossed at that time. Yeah, so Ambridge actually has a really rich history. Uh, uh, it's actually named after the American Bridge Company, so Ambridge, American Bridge. So it was a, a gigantic boomtown, you know, back in the days. You, you think of uh, the 40s, 50s, and even before that, up through the 70s. And so Ambridge kind of kind of fell off as the, you know, the, the, the you know, steel hit its decline in the 80s and but it's 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 making a comeback there was a great vibe from everyone that we talked to and everyone we met about you know the ambridge being ambridge is cool you know you'll see that on our shirts you'll see it on on our social media we hashtag ambridge is cool and we just feel like ambridge has a ton of things to offer that most people in the in the region don't realize so 
and it's also when we were looking for places we were looking for towns that had like downtown areas you know and, and Ambridge has a small town feel in a surrounded by a large population and um, so it, it just seemed a good fit once you start talking to the the community and and you know tell them about what we wanted to do it it's been open arms so Yeah, um, so when we were talking about actually, you know, they're dragging me, kicking and screaming, you know, into opening a brewery, one of the things we talked about was we don't want to go into some neighborhood and, like, be the gentrification thing going, you know, and just be that be that brewery. Uh, we really wanted to, you know, immerse ourselves into the community. And so one of the things that we said we'd do, we came up with this idea called Community Tap. And essentially what that is, is we pick a, a hyper-local uh, nonprofit organization and proceeds from one tap for that entire month uh, goes to that organization. Um, a couple of things, we did Communicycle was our first one. And uh, that's, a, that's an organization that, that, you know, their motto is every kid gets a bike you know and so they 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 take bike donations and we make bikes and we give you know give bikes to 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 kids who can't afford them um this month was the uh the youth soapbox derby organization you know here in ambridge the next month uh we were talking oh it's uh um, the beaver county humane society you know so there's got to be something that we're doing that that really entrenches us in the community and and we all you know, want to, you know, we want everybody to have good vibes and have a good time. Uh, but we also want to make a difference. Yeah. So. And importantly, this is our home now. You know, we want to help our neighbors. You know, it, we, we use that word intentionally because we believe that, you know, when we describe people, they're our neighbors because they are, you know, they, they live down the street. They live, you know, on the other side of town. They're our neighbors and they come here and they're our neighbors. They're not just customers or guests they're our neighbors and we use that word all the time because we truly believe in that yeah alter genius yeah yeah those those guys are awesome um we've actually become pretty good friends um and we we coordinate back and forth on events we coordinate on um, you know, you know, we're, we're going to do a collaboration later on in, in, in the year. Um, there is a, a actual uh, a homebrew and, and winer a home winery event that um, the Old Economy Village does here that we're, we're going to participate in late in the early fall. Um, so it's a homebrew competition and you know things like that. So it's those guys are great. They have great food, great beer. Um, I, can't, I can't say enough good things about them. Yeah. haven't met anyone who hasn't said if there's anything i can do to help you you just reach out and let me know you know it's a uh, it the and i'm sure that everyone hears that uh, you know but it it it's a i heard it too and then like it, it's amazing how much help you do get you know and, it, and it's true like i can reach out to probably a dozen different people right now 
and ask questions or borrow something or how do you do this and like it, there's no there's no um, there, there's no qualms about any kind of help at all like it so we're all in competition with one another but we're really not in competition you know and the way we think about it too is like you were asking about alter genius I think both of our um, so so their philosophy and our philosophy is hey man the rising tide lifts all boats so Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the one of the things I think the four of the partners wanted to do from the get was to showcase a lot of local and regional talent, and and particularly those folks that may not otherwise get an opportunity elsewhere. Um, you know, once upon a lifetime, I was a musician, and you he know, still in, is. In, oh, in, am I. in some, in a, in a lot of cases, it it became difficult to to get gigs. You know. People are like, well, we don't know who you are, and uh, you know that's you know that's not going to work for our place. And we we try to kind of put that to the side here. You know, if if you've never played a gig, you're welcome to come play a gig. I don't, and you know, if you if you've got talent and potential, bring it. You know, we have a guy playing right now who's from Nashville and moved to Pittsburgh. You know, <clears throat> try to try to have something minimally Friday, Saturday, oftentimes Sunday, and even Thursdays, uh, and you know, and music, other music-related things that kind of fill in the blanks. You know, we have a monthly DJ that comes, and and it's an all-vinyl DJ that that does theme nights. Uh, last month, um, it was like funk and soul from the '60s, and this month it's going to be two-tone ska and reggae. You know, and it's and it it might not be something that a lot of folks listen to normally but it might open some ears and eyes you know like oh that's pretty cool stuff and it might kind of foster someone's interest in those styles of music yeah so you know our model is essentially you know we, we want to get beer out through our through our our tap room right but you know our the the other thing that we have you know just started to dabble in and and is uh some some basically just get out some selective distribution right like uh we want to get our name out um we've got a uh a, a canning line coming that we can get a you know some cans out get our label out there so people can look at it and become familiar with it and what i mean by selective is like you know they're, you know, make sure they're handling our beer properly, make sure that it's in a market that we want to serve and, and it actually helps us get our name out. Um, so, yes, but yeah, like we, we really want people to come here more, more than anything else. And, um, but at the same time, you know, there, there are markets underserved, you know, that, that are not underserved. That there are markets that we know that we can get our stuff in and, and, and do well in and, and, uh, uh, you know, like I said, just get our name out there. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's another that's another one that's in my bailiwick, you know. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, yeah, and that is, that's true because, uh, you know, we really want to focus on making good beer. That's, that's what we want to do under this roof. And at the same time, uh, not only do we have a lot of really, really surprisingly wonderful restaurants very close to this tap room, um, we do want to also bring a food truck rotation in because it introduces cuisines, foods, to this community that they may not have otherwise tried. You know, like I've had people say, you know, one of our most popular ones is Kilimanjaro flavor. For, you know, it's a, it's a food truck from the city that serves African, East African food, and it's amazing. And how many people have come up to me and say, when are they coming back? When are they coming back? Oh, I love this. I love that. They're so great. And that's the kind of thing that I think really goes a long way that, you know, it, it, also, it also functions in this way that a lot of people follow food trucks. So if a certain food truck is coming here that has a good following, that's going to bring people to Fermata that may not have otherwise come. So it's sort of like, you know, a double benefit there. Uh, you can go to the website, which is www.fermatabrewing.beer or Instagram and Facebook at Fermata Brewing Company, all one word. F-E-R-M-A-T-A. Uh, during the the naming process, which was a long and arduous one, it seems. Yeah, it's uh, tough. <laughs> Beer you know, naming and turns out brewery naming are yeah, two like, really yeah. difficult things. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So I mean, I think we kind of gravitated toward two themes that we could have chosen: music or local history. Uh, and music won out. Uh, and and fermata is a musical term, which means a a a hold of indefinite length over a note or a rest. No, 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 uh, no. So right. in our in our fun logo, uh, the M in Fermata actually has a dual meaning. The M is a shaped sort of a, you know an artistic take on a truss bridge like the Ambridge Bridge, and below it is the actual Fermata symbol that you would see in sheet music. So, you know, that, that, that's kind of become like our, our trade. Well, and also the, the dot in the Fermata symbol is a hexagonal bolt as a nod to the steel industry here. You know, so there was some thought. <laughs> we tried to put a lot of thought into what we were doing. And, and then, you know, like you said, too, like Fermata, you know, it means to pause, to like indefinite pause. Like, you know, and then you, as you relate that to someone who's coming into a tap room, uh, just come and hang out, pause, you know? Right, yeah, it, it is and actually then, derived from the Italian word fermare, which means to stay. So that's what then, we want people to do. And yeah. as you said, you just assumed that it was from, you know, meant, you know, a play on fermentation. So so it's also a, a, kind of a play on words for fermentation. So yeah, we talked about that a good bit. It was like, ah, that's it. And all four of us are huge music nerds and, you know, quasi-musicians, and Jared's definitely a musician. So it was a great fit. Yeah, so uh, on our website, we, we, we've gone through our first run pretty quickly, and uh, we actually just got some new shirts in today that we've got to add to the site. But if you go to 
you know uh, shop dot yeah. Yeah. Beer. yeah or if you just go to our website and hit the shop button um, you, you'll see everything we have to offer yeah so we, we we did plow through all of our merch very quickly uh, we we've gotten a restock of hats we've gotten a partial restock of shirts and we will have the remainder of them next week which is a wonderful thing because everybody wants a shirt uh, you know, we have things like stickers, and I think we still have yep. a few buttons and magnets yeah. left. Uh, and it's fun, you know, because then you'll be driving around town or even not around town. You'll be somewhere else entirely, and you'll see, see your, your sticker logo. on something. <laughs> like, Whoa, that's crazy. <laughs> it's surreal. <laughs> Very distinctive logo. I mean, I like that. Your, your yeah. really uh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, and then what I love when people ask about it, because it – I don't know. It's like everything we did in this tap room and, and everything we do is within some intention. And we, we try and think about it. And I, I don't know like you, when you're looking for a differentiator and I, I guess that's not what I'm getting at, but uh, that that's what we try and do. We try and be intentional with everything we do and every decision we make. And uh, we hope that that comes across when you come and visit us. We hope that, it comes across when you interact with us and you come see our staff and it's welcoming. And the thing that I'm most proud of here is, is, is essentially, you know, we, I'm making pretty good beer. I'm making really good beer. I think, you know, I I get that feedback and I, it goes in one ear and out the other. Right. And it's, but the thing that I'm most proud of is like, even when we got lines out the door, everyone's happy, everyone's having a good time and it's just good vibes. And that was our plan to, from, from more go, you know, we wanted to have a place that was just all about community and just some place somebody goes to have a good time. And, you know, so far that's happening. I'd like to think that there's going to be some great measure of growth. Sustenance, sustaining everything? Yeah, I mean, certainly <laughs> even what we're seeing here in the short term is great word of mouth. Uh, you know, people come in and say, oh, my friend said that they came here and they loved it, and so I'm here. So I think that, you know, that becomes exponential as more people come, they keep spreading that same word. And I think that's what I'm hopeful of, I, you know, and maybe it will happen. Hopefully it does. Um, and I and I hope we continue to make great beer, and I hope we continue to you know build up what we're doing here in the brew house. So you know, like Alan mentioned, we're going to be having a canning line. You know, we can start sending this here uh, near and far, and you know, cans are the are the, all the rage now. You know, that gives somebody a visual to accompany the beer that they're drinking, because they'll that logo will stick in their brain. You know, and that'll bring them back here. I, I think most in the next six months, you know, we, we want to get that canning line so we can give some people some to-go options right out of the tap room for number number one. Um, but also more importantly, some, you know, we talked earlier about like just some selective distribution. And, and you know, if you can get your, like Jared said, you can get your name and your label on a can in a few prominent bottle shops in, in certain areas. And, you know, it gets our name out there, right? Yeah, that's certainly does. A small brewery, you're new to the market. Exactly. Yeah, that's one way, you know, the other way is we're doing festivals, you know, it's been festival season for about a month now and uh, like back to getting those cans out there. But, you know, it, it, it that selective distribution turns into once we get that name out there, 
you know, people come here back here to the tap room. The other thing, too, is maybe, you know, three to five years down the road, we maybe we open another location. But, you know, you, you, you never know, you know. So, yeah, I mean, that's we're, we're focusing on what we've got here and here and the here and now for for now. But. Logan County, yeah. Grew up there and all. Yep. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Thank you very much, man. It was a privilege. Appreciate it. This brings us to the close of another podcast. Remember, you can subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcast host. Thank you for listening to West Virginia Beer Roads. West Virginia Beer Roads is a production of BrilliantStream.com.